so what's the story behind uh, Deliveroo and uh, how it came to be? So it, uh, it's really a personal story. Um, you know, I started my career in New York, uh, working in investment banking, working very late hours. And, you know, the, the, the one moment of satisfaction during the day is when we would order dinner together with our colleagues and, and complain about our boss. Uh, this was a long time ago. This is in 2001, so we didn't even have internet ordering back then. Uh, however, what we would do is call up restaurants. We had a booklet of al alphabetized menus, and we would we would get our dinner that way. Um, the experience, despite not being an internet experience, was actually very good because Manhattan just has a lot of places that deliver very effectively due to the physical structure of the city. Um, Three years later, I was transferred to London with the same company, Morgan Stanley, and the first thing I noticed was that I couldn't get any decent food delivered, especially in Canary Wharf in 2004. And so as a result, I ended up going to Tesco and Burger King and Chili's a lot, um, which didn't really make me happy. And that's kind of when the idea first resonated in my head. Um, after a few years from that, that point, the online marketplaces took hold. Um, I tried them out. I, I, I found the experience to be failing on two, uh, two sides. One was the restaurants that were listed, I didn't really know, they were very anonymous. And the second one was that the delivery times were completely all over the place. Um, so a few years later, I ended up going back to business school because um, I wanted to do something different and, and, and not um, work in finance. And this particular idea just really stuck in my head. Um, and so teamed up with my childhood friend Greg, and the, you know, we, we started Deliveroo to really solve the dual problems of working with great restaurants in your local neighborhood and delivering the food very quickly. Those are the fundamental things we're trying to solve. Um, we launched the, the, the company in uh, March of 2013 in one neighborhood with three restaurants, and today we're in 30 cities in the UK and 15 cities internationally. One thing that fascinates me about on-demand uh, companies is uh, the, the, the whole kind of back engine that, uh, that that runs it and uh, the kind of uh, really uh, efficient uh, system that needs to run. Could you maybe describe a bit about how Deliveroo works when someone places an order? Right. So um, from the customer standpoint, uh, you place an order on, on the app or on the web. Um, that order is then relayed to a tablet in the restaurant. Um, the restaurant then accepts the order. Um, they, 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 they cook the food, and then a, a, a driver is dispatched to the restaurant automatically. Um, the dispatch part, people don't see. And what that is, is that's our backend system determining who's the most efficient driver that should be allocated for this job based on a number of preset criteria. Um, after the driver arrives at the restaurant, he picks up the food um, and brings it to the customer, and all of this is recorded um, on, on, on the restaurant app, on the consumer app, and then in our, in our back end. And so everything is time-stamped and GPS-stamped. Every element of the order process is. And this allows us to rapidly improve and iterate on, on both the algorithm and, and other parts of, of the business. So technology uh, and uh, kind of 21st century thinking can really improve uh, the way we get we get our food delivered to us. But uh, you can't fight nature, and you you are kind of constrained a little in terms of the areas you can serve by how fresh food can can stay. So, yeah, I mean, what we look for when we enter a new market is you know we look for a minimum population density. Um, we also look for restaurant supply. 
Uh, we look for you know general um, affluence, and 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 you know we, we look at you know what's the availability of labor. So so there's definitely a systematic approach to going into markets. For example, it, it would be very hard for us to service a extremely rural area because we it would take forever to actually deliver the food, and we want to get the food to people hot. Mm. So, but but I gotta say, um, in Europe and in the UK, a lot of areas work. We we just talked about some of the 30 cities we're in. Some of them are very large. Some of them are, are you know moderate to small cities, and the take up we found has been universally positive. And. Uh as you grow, uh, I mean, I've, I've certainly seen the uh, the delivery logo on, on the back of motorbikes uh, um, all over London and Manchester, for example. Um, but as you grow, um, will you? Do you think you're going to get to a point quite quickly if you grow as quickly as you've been growing, where you you're in all the areas where it's possible to um, uh, efficiently deliver uh, food? Uh, in a fresh, timely manner, and you'll have lots of gaps in coverage where it's practically impossible to uh, to actually deliver your service. Um, that, is that maybe a constraint on your growth? I think um, from a geographical coverage standpoint, that may be the case, but from a population standpoint, not really. Uh, you know, we expect to cover something like 85% of the UK's population. Um, I think, and in, in fundamentally, what we want to do is we want to change the way people think about eating at home. So, it, you know, we we want people to um, 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 just get food from their their their, their best rest, uh, neighborhood restaurants and, and really um, you know behave in a in, you know in, in a really different way than they had before and really change the way they think about takeaway. In that that it can be it can be a healthy experience. It can be an experience that you do two to three to four times a week as opposed to you know eating a greasy pizza maybe once every month. And, and I think if we do that, then, you know, there really is no constraint to growth because, because you know, we, 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 we are fundamentally changing the way people think and, and behave. Uh, what, what's, what the uh, um, requirements, what, what do you need when you're setting up in a new city? What, what do you need to have in place there to, to get going? Depends on the size of the city. Um, so for a smaller city, we would, um, you know, it's, it's managed probably from a larger city. And then we would just make sure that uh, we have a supply of um, room men, as we call them, delivery drivers there. Um, for a larger city, um, you would actually have a, a restaurant sales team, an account management team, um, a marketing team, um, and, and, and a general manager. And uh, yeah, so uh, what are your uh, priorities uh, as, as you're growing? What, what are you looking to uh, improve about the company and uh, what are your focuses for um, the future? I'm, I'm really proud of the job the team's done so far, but you know, there's a lot of things that we do want to improve on. Um, one is you know, really improving you know, the digital experience. I think it's really good now, but there's a lot of things that we can improve on the algorithm side and the front end side to make the, the user experience better and to make the company more efficient. Secondly, like I said before, you know, we've done very little marketing. You know, it's really been uh, word of mouth growth, viral growth, and, and we want to explore the best channels for that. Finally, you know, we are examining, you know, different international opportunities and try to scale up the cities we've recently launched. Um, so we're really focused on those things.